Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, with the latest updates and information. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and for some extra free picks on TikTok. All those links are in the description. This college basketball episode covers all but one of the games scheduled to be played on Monday, December 5th, 2022. If you shouldn't hear, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswitheprofessor.com slash new for a primer. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain where certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every Every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answers on the Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. That link also in the show description. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We're only covering a subset of games in this episode. You get all but one, so for the full slate of picks and all the predictions, check out the link in the show description or on the website homepage. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, we've long talked about the top teams in college basketball. Well, you know, Houston looking really impressive and, uh, um, you know, Purdue looking really good and UConn yeah, looking really good. Tonight. Yeah, Virginia, right, is looking, you know, solid again. Uh, your, your Tennessee Volunteers, uh, shaky start there. Uh, to the yeah. season, but man, coming along and just, you know, <laughs> kicking Look, tail and taking names, you know what I mean? Did not, did not have a clue that was, they had that in them tonight. I know, uh, Alcorn State had eight players, so that was, that was a big disadvantage, but, you know, especially when Vescovi was announced out and Josiah Jordan James was on a minutes restriction, I, I just didn't think they had that offensive production in them, but Phillips and Mayshack are just coming along great. It's a very deep team now, so it's, going to be a lot of fun for especially with Kentucky not being as good as what we thought the SEC can be a lot of fun yeah I, I've noticed you know I think in in, in sideline you know my model and other models are trying to start to see Tennessee creep up there a little bit more towards the top uh you know they got there last year got towards that top and uh like I said kind of start off that, that Colorado loss and Colorado's just been a back and forth you never really know what you're getting with them kind of team um but yeah after that it was a little you know some lower expectations but uh yeah they, they might be part of that conversation that we should be talking about that you know top you know top handful of teams teams eyeing one and two seats yeah yeah for sure I mean it's I, I it's fun but man all, we wasted all the games this weekend because now this slate is uh bad yeah, yeah. Well, you know, before we get to it, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are, yeah, please consider subscribing or follow. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball and movie or college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there. Above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. That's www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled that you are here. Let's get to it all. It's courtesy of Bell Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current at the time of this recording on Sunday evening. Uh, Jake, there are two A plays that we locked in here. Again, you can get that as part of our $10 a month package. You can get all the picks the night before, before the overnight early morning movement. Of uh, the two that we locked them in, your favorite, the A plus play of the day. Again, not usually I, I'm here, I'm telling you there's there's eight of them, there's 10 of them, there's 15 of them on a Saturday, right? But there are only two, the one that you like the most, UMass 
is laying 15 at home against Albany, quite a big number. Uh, but I mean, you know, UMass is six and one, Albany's three and six. Uh, Albany's a team, I think we mentioned briefly on this show previously, quite a fall from grace, a team that had been pretty solid at one point. I can't remember exactly when because all the years start fitting together, but a team I, I know had been uh, up at the top of that conference and really struggling this year. Uh, Sideline says this should be UMass minus 17.4. Jake, why is laying the 15 your best bet here of the night? Look, Albany's just a great team to fade right now. They're, they've only got one win against D1 competition, and that was Presbyterian by three at home, so I'm not exactly sure how much of a D1 win that is. Um, yeah. their, their last four losses have been by at least 15, and their last two road games were losses by at least 20. Here they are on the road at UMass. It's not going to go well. Uh, UMass has been rolling. They lost the second game of the year that Townsend hadn't looked back. Inside that, they beat Colorado, beat Charlotte, um, and on the road at South Florida and Harvard were pretty good wins. They've got a couple of really good players with Noah Fernandez and Matt Cross. They're just very, very solid players. They shoot the ball well. So, especially from three, but they just don't shoot a lot of threes, um, which I, I don't know why. I feel like they should be shooting more when you're around 40%. You should probably shoot, find that open shot more. But they yeah, play you a, should try to at least. <laughs> they play a fast pace. They're fun. They're fun, kind of fun to watch. And I think their offense is going to be more than enough to win this by 20, and they really don't need much of a defense this game, but they've got a decent one to the whole – Old Albany down. I think UMass walks, <laughs> runs them out of the gym. All righty. And then I will give you uh, what we call another A play. Maybe it's just when it's the other A play. <laughs> and I'm going to give this one to you here. Uh, 9 p.m. Central. Troy is getting 15 and a half at San Diego State. Model's given this an A grade. Says it should only be about 13 and a half. So you're getting a couple points of value on this one. Um, I, I think the main thing for me in looking at this game is you have a, a San Diego State team that plays about an average pace and a Troy team that plays extremely slow. The models a, uh, estimated San Diego State pretty accurately so far this season, but it's actually underestimated Troy. And if that's the case, then instead of a 13-point victory, maybe San Diego State only wins by something like 11. Um, so the fact that the model's uh, actually been a little bit down on Troy and they've overperformed that gives me confidence in this pick. So grabbing 15.5 points, San Diego State's the much better team at home and they should win. Um, it's just that it's the ability here for Troy to lose by something that's 15 or less and we get the win. So the other A play here for you is Troy plus 15.5. Yeah, I, I like it. I've just got a high opinion of San Diego State, and I think that was based off of how they ended last year and how they played last year because they're really playing very different from that team. So I don't think mm -hmm. I've been able to watch that from my brain so much yet. But So I, I'm a little nervous on it, but I, I still like Troy plus 15 and a half. Yep, all right, and that takes us to our best B-side. Uh <laughs> I just, this just makes me laugh. I'm sorry. Uh, hopefully you're watching this earlier in the day, 11 a.m. Central. Uh, are, we're, somehow, somehow we live in a world where the best B-side is taking IUPUI with less than double digits on the road <laughs> against a Division One team. And, and we don't do any Division Two. I don't model any of that. And you typically can't find lines on that. So it's not even Division. Like, I, I, I just, I did not, I, they're still the worst team in college basketball. And I, I guess that just says a lot about Green Bay, uh, which is just what we're going to we're going to talk about here, but uh, IUPUI is still terrible, but but we're going to take the six here. Sideline says it should be uh, a little bit less than this, as it should be more in the upper fives. 
Um, Jake, I'll, I'll give my two cents real quick, and then you can kind of elaborate on this. Is the model's backed Green Bay a couple times, and it hasn't gone well, I think, like two or three times it's backed them. It's loved to fade them. I mean, they are just terrible. I'm pretty sure the last time they got played, they got run out of the gym by Milwaukee. Um, IUP is not going to do that to them. They're, they're nowhere near as good as Milwaukee is, but I don't. I just don't feel comfortable with Green Bay winning anything at this point, uh, much less by a number like this. If they win this game, I feel like, you know, it's probably by three or four and just what should be truly terrible basketball. <laughs> Jake, I'll let you expound. Yeah, this is this is just, I'm not sure this is basketball at the way these two teams play. I mean, Green Bay hasn't won all year. Uh, they had, they've lost almost all of them by 11, or if not all of them, by 11 or more. They had a really weird score with Wisconsin where Wisconsin beat them by 11. And that, I don't know how that happened because Wisconsin's weird. a pretty decent team. Yeah. 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 Um, IUPUI at least has a win against a D2 school other than that. And they've got a couple losses in the single digits. So maybe they're a little better. I Oh, it's just bad basketball. These are two very bad teams going at it, and they play slow because I guess they want to make their games even more unwatchable. So you're gonna, we're going to take the points here because it should be probably a toss-up game when you factor in the pace and all that, and getting six points is more than enough. Yeah, it's similar to we've had a lot of success over on Patreon, and I've done some of them on the free plays of the day on the website. So if, if you aren't at least checking out the free plays of the day on the website, check that out. It's professor.com and you can find the link up in the upper corner of that. Uh, with the plus odds play of the day, where I've, a lot of them I've highlighted, you know, these – coin tossy type games we're getting some good plus odds and it's worked really well and that's kind of what i think in this one like yeah i think green bay is probably a little bit better just because the bar is so low <laughs> but it's such it's gonna be such bad basketball like anything could happen to this game and i wouldn't be too surprised like if iupui wins i'd be like yeah sure you know or if green bay wins by 30 i'd be like yeah sure like this is the one game they're gonna actually show up like anything is possible so anytime you can grab points or plus odds on the money line in a game where you're like i have zero idea what's gonna happen because it's gonna be such terrible basketball that's probably a smart investment right especially with the with the daytime game like i just i have anything could happen and it really wouldn't surprise me in this one yeah this is this is the bad news bears all over again <laughs> right. All right. I'll give you a bonus B side here at 6 p.m. Central. At UMass Lowell is here by 13 at Long Island. We're going to lay the 13 with UMass Lowell. Sideline says it should be close to 15. Uh, Long Island has had, I believe, one game that they've lost um, to a reasonable team by a reasonable amount. But otherwise, I mean, they lost by 25 to Northern Illinois, who's looked pretty rough at times. Uh, and then they've gotten blown out of the building by Marquette, Utah, and St. John's. And all those are decent teams for sure. But I mean, Long Island, when they lose, they can lose big. And that seems like the spot we're sitting up for here. UMass Lowell out of nowhere, eight and one on the yep. season. And they're actually like above average, according to my model and probably every model out there. <laughs> Which surprises me because I'm used to the last couple of years. I feel like UMass Lowell's been a punching bag team, but I mean they're actually pretty solid. And I, I know it's going on the road here, but um, this Long Island team, when they get run, they just get run. So I think so. We're gonna lay the 13 here with UMass Lowell and trust that um, it's not gonna go pretty. The model has loved backing Long Island this year. It's gone three and three backing them, but it's still overestimated their performance and it's underestimated UMass Lowell's performance. So uh, sideline says it should be about 15, but in reality, I think the more likely expectation is probably closer to, you know, 17, 18, something in that, in that ballpark. Yeah. For most part, you can just copy and paste what we said about UMass and uh, Albany into the same thing. It's almost, it's very identical with where the teams are slated. Uh, so it's, 
it's wild that these two teams here, like, I guess they're part of the same school association with UMass and UMass, uh, are doing very well out of really nowhere. Uh, yeah. Out of either team. I think maybe UMass with the, with the new coach, right? We kind of expected them to at least be a little bit better and them to make waves in the transfer portal, that sort of thing. UMass, little, I don't, maybe maybe somebody watching the show knows them and can tell you they saw this coming. I didn't. Uh, it seems like out of, out of nowhere. Props to them. It's always exciting when, it, when a team yeah. that is a punchy back starts playing well. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you're looking at it now and you're like, man, this is a team that uh, I'm not sure if they'll make the tournament. Obviously, they probably won't that large, but they're looking at a like, hey, we can win our conference and get in that way and I'm not sure when the last time, if ever, they've made the tournament. I haven't heard their name deep into March and that I can ever recall. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't. I don't know that I've ever seen it in a, in a tournament format. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have either. So, again, maybe maybe someone out there has it can correct us. But it's been a while. So, they're looking pretty good. And we're going to lay it with them and UMass, uh, as as Jake mentioned there. Uh, and that takes us to the Jake and Alim segment. There is one C-grade pick that the model has right now so the model doesn't really like much on it but jake you have an angle for us 9 p.m central north dakota state at portland a portland team that i feel like we've liked backing they've been playing really well they're laying a huge number though uh they're laying uh, 15 in this one sideline says it should be 14 so at that number not enough value and the, the model doesn't really uh love either side um jake which side are you on here between north dakota state and portland laying 15. I'm going to lay the 15 with Portland. I think this Portland team is very good. They gave North Carolina and Michigan State everything they wanted more in those games. They beat Villanova. They just demolished uh, North Dakota by 30. They're, they're a very efficient offense and a very average defense, and they play at such a, a, a fast pace where there's going to be plenty of opportunity to really expand this lead. Uh, this North Dakota State team – State team is just bad. They're they're not good at any level. Um, they've got the one win against uh, the D two team. They've got six losses by at least ten points. Eastern Washington and Jacksonville just got them by eight and ten respectively. Uh, and this Portland team is much much better than both those teams. Uh, Tyler Robertson is playing out of his mind. He's averaging sixteen a game with six assists. Um, they're a relatively tall team, and but they're big guys. They've got two six eight guys that can step out and hit threes. They hit the three ball very well as a team uh in about 39.2 ish percent right around in there the free throws are a little questionable but i don't think free throws are going to be a big deal in this game i think they're going to be up high enough with the with their defense and their how their, their offense plays they're going to be up more than enough to cover this number for pretty much the whole game all righty and then that's going to take us to our overtime segment here where i'm going to take us home with kent state and gonzaga should be the most interesting game of the night if the Golden Flashes can keep it close. This Gonzaga team's played a really tough schedule, and they've had moments where they looked good. They've had moments where they looked bad. That Baylor game, I mean, they they really should have won that game, you know, up seven with about a minute to go, and they can't finish it out. Part of that is that a, is that a bug or is that a feature, right? Is that kind of just who they are, lacking the good guard play, having some issues with turnovers, right? That's part of that is how you wrap up a game. Again, they've had some issues, but part of that can – I really can see two worlds with Gonzaga. You know, some of those issues are the schedule they've played. Um, some of that could just be more who they are, and they've done better with that in years past, and there's just a lot of questions about it. This Kent State team is for real, and we're getting 15.5 points with them, so the model's locked this in as a B-grade play. So this is your overtime special here. I'll give you this note. The model has underestimated Kent State by almost 10 points per game. They are 6-0 and against the spread 
this season. Gonzaga, the model's overestimated and is two and six against the spread. It's a really big number. I think the key to this game is going to be the fact that Gonzaga's had a tough time with turnovers, and that's exactly what Kent State wants to do is force those turnovers. I don't think Kent State wins this game, but I think they can at least keep it close. I'm going to grab the 15 and a half with the golden flashes here. And again, that the model says should only be a little over 14. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, lo- I love this Kent State team. Uh, they, they they play a style of ball at a rate that really gives teams uh, – fits it's going to be tough to really put them away and what we've seen out of this Gonzaga team it's it's not the I hate saying bad but it's just because they've right. set the standard so high uh, right this year is that this is a bad Gonzaga team at the at the moment and it's no it's no different than Alabama in football right like this yeah. isn't a bad Alabama team it's just like with what we've seen from them in the past this team just is nowhere near this year's team just nowhere near where they were before Still a good team, but yeah, when you set the bar that high, right? It's like if, if you don't live up to it, the expectation is, is what it's all about. And this Gonzaga team, at least so far, doesn't mean they won't be there by March, right? But at least so far, definitely some question marks that I don't remember seeing from many Gonzaga teams in the last decade. You know, maybe one or two, but not many of them have had these types of questions at this point in the season. They typically play a pretty tough schedule these last several years yeah. to have, and they've usually done fairly well in it. Well, I think they... I don't want to. I don't want to write him off yet. But Malachi Smith from Chattanooga, I think that was a a miss of, of where they are right now for a point guard. And all those Gonzaga teams that have been really good, they've always had a, one really good guard that they get to go to. Don't have that this year. Nimmar last year, J- Jalen Suggs. If you go back through, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of really good guards. They don't have that because Timmy's great and Timmy's playing great. Yep. But he, d- he can't bring the ball down the court. Yeah, so. And that's the one area that he should have success against Kent State, a little bit of a smaller team. He will get his for sure. The question is, can the rest of the team get theirs enough to win by 16 or more? And that's where uh, the model says that's just too many points. That's why we're grabbing the 15 and a half yeah. with Kent State. Um, I do have some research for you that I followed up on. UMass Lowell jumped to Division One in 2013. That's why we aren't used to seeing them in March Madness. Um they won Division Two back in 1988, and the four years after that were coached by none other than Stan Van Gundy. So there's our oh. little UMass little trivia. For I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, never made it to the dance. And uh, again, they're gonna have to win their conference. Obviously, they're not gonna make it as an at-large. But with where they are right now, you have to think. You know, they're eyeing winning that conference at this point. So. Uh, Maybe maybe every once in a while with a week slate like this, we'll try to learn something about about a small school that most most of our viewers probably don't know. There's probably one or two of you out there that, that knew all that, but there's probably most of y'all did not know that. I have to assume. Yeah, I mean, unless you were just absolutely all about UMass Lowell, I don't think you remember that Maine Gundy was there. Right, absolutely. All right. Any parting words, Jake, on this uh, for this Monday slate of games? No. Uh, Hopefully the Monday night football game will be good, but I don't have high expectations for that. So there's just not a great sports watching Monday, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, as we always say, you don't have to watch them to make to make yeah. the monies. And this is definitely some of those. A lot of these games are double digit spreads. But there's some good angles to make some money, even though they might not be the most entertaining of games. Uh, again, watching them doesn't change the outcome, right? It does help you learn a little bit, which is always good, but doesn't change the outcome if you watch it, right? Sure. <laughs> all right well thanks for tuning into this episode of picks with the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can tell what's been content we've got on this channel it's dropped right into your feed we're back again tomorrow with more college basketball content until then as always best of luck remember if you need betting money please don't bet your money